This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! I want to see a video of Nakamura's entrance. It was good. Miz and Maurice were doing their... They came out dressed as John and Nikki. And they were doing the stupid promo about how they're leaving the WWE to do Hollywood movies. And just as they finished, the um, the, the black guy with the violin... I'm watching it right now. Oh, okay. They yeah. had the guy, they had the black guy with the violin come out. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, as soon as... Like you hear classical violin being played. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck yes. But I thought he was gonna come out and beat the shit out of the Miz or something, but he didn't do nothing. Miz was gone by the the eight minutes it took him to walk down the ring. So it didn't start out with a bong bong bong. It it did after oh. the violin guy. Cool. He finished. And uh, after that, it went, you know, the lights went out and the bong bong started. Come on, he is such the man. Oh my goodness, man. Are you, you have sound up? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. The pop that he got when the crowd came in <sighs> was redunk. I can't wait to watch it. I'm looking forward to watching the, uh, the, the actual version of it, not just the clip I kind of saw. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm excited. It was good. There's a couple a couple people showed up tonight. Yeah, I saw Ty Dillinger made his debut. Yeah, it was it was so stupid how they did it though. That it, that bothered me. He just had a um, match. Well, no, Kurt Hawkins is out in the ring with the mic. Yep. And he's issuing I'm issuing an open challenge, and you're like, all right, so who's he going to get his ass beat by? And he goes, I will give anyone in the locker room till the count of ten. Two and then Dillinger's music hits. You know, yeah. like of course. But he came. The crowd went nuts for him, and yep. the entire they were doing the ten chants throughout the uh, the entire match. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. And Eric Rowan <laughs> returned. Yeah, he came back. He's in a match now. It's about to start him and Bray Wyatt against, against uh, uh, Luke Harper and Randy Orton. Yeah. Well, yeah, but seriously, I, I think Naomi hurt her leg. Good. Because I, I'm going to be honest, she's not good enough to pretend for as long as she did that her leg hurts. <laughs> like, she, t- she's the kind of performer that, like, she'll do it a little bit, yeah. but then forget that she's supposed to be favoring her leg. Yeah. And just, like, completely ignore the fact. I know like, this guy here writes, Naomi is selling very well overall. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I mean, anytime she did anything on her left leg, uh, about partway, I'm trying to think what. Mo- oh, she jumped up to do that ass face bump. Yeah, whatever she calls it, the rear door or something. Um, when she landed, you could see on her face, and she started like hitting her knee. Yeah, and pretty much from that point on, anything she did with that leg. Nice. including after the match her music hits and she starts trying to dance and she just she was standing on her other leg like kind of twisting around so not really uh, dancing no 
Well, I don't have a problem with that. Not at all. Right, my, me... my hope is next week, SmackDown starts with, well, we need to take the belt away. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to do this. I came back too soon to fuck WrestleMania up. Yeah, right? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I, I wasn't impressed. Well, you know what? We're, we're talking about yeah. it, I guess. I, I wasn't impressed with her uh, coming back. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, be honest. Yeah, well, I don't want you to lie to me. I am not impressed with anything she does. So. Yeah, well, there you go. So, uh, starting with NXT TakeOver. Starting with the Hall of Fame. You want to start with the Hall of Fame? Yeah, man. All right, go ahead. I got to say, seeing Kurt Angle at the Hall of Fame yeah, with his speech and everything, it reminded me – like I, I've always loved Kurt Angle. Yeah. But it reminded me exactly how much I miss Kurt Angle being in the WWE. You know, it's funny because he was, he was only in WWE for like five, six years. And then he's been in – you know, yeah, but, gone forever. But still. But yeah. He was so good. Just like all the little stuff he was bringing up. Yep. And, and everything else just yeah I see I liked his speech how it started off serious you know this is how I got in this is what I did you know I told him I could never lose a match because I'm an Olympic gold medalist and then you know they pulled the offer <laughs> you know whatever I still I like how he back says that offer still on the table <laughs> no you come try out yeah <laughs> but from that to the end where he's basically talking to this generation or the, I guess the younger group saying, you know, don't be afraid to be ridiculous. You know, and he puts on the little hat and then he puts on the wig and the headgear. Yeah. And, you know, like everything. It, It's true. It's damn true. Yeah. And he closed with the milk. Yeah. Yeah. He made you know, a fool of himself on the stage, but he did so exactly. in the way of like, don't be afraid to go out there and embarrass yourself. Don't be afraid to go out there and do something that you wouldn't expect yourself to do. Yeah, and it seems, honestly, like, it's not something that I consciously recognized yep. until he said it, but then you start thinking about wrestling for the last little while, and there's really no one that does that, except, you know, Jericho, but he was around right. back then. Um, for me at the Hall of Fame, my f- I loved watching the Rock and Roll Express go in. Oh, yeah. I love the Rock and Roll Express. I'm a huge fan of the Rock and Roll Express. I don't know why. I just am. I just, I just they're, am. They're good. Yeah. And yeah, they are. And seeing them going to the Hall of Fame was really cool. Jim Cornette's speech was good. Yep. He did a great job putting him over. And then Ricky and Robert came out, and and you could tell that like Ricky was just, to me, watching it, he was overwhelmed. Like he was overwhelmed. Yeah. Like they had their notes. It looks like they had some bits yeah. set up to do. Robert's trying to keep him in place. line. He kept, yeah. Ricky <laughs> kept losing his place. Ricky was just completely overwhelmed with what was going on, and I thought it was great. I mean, like he was, you know, yeah. He was so happy to be there. You know, happy to be, in, you know, honored and overwhelmed. And Robert was trying to keep him in line, not in a bad way, but you know what I mean. And it was funny. I did love the fact, though. That Ricky came out and he goes, uh, for the boys, I just want to let you guys know, we sold this SOB out. <laughs> and Robert goes, yeah, look, they're hanging from the rafters. Because that's always <laughs> the joke that every Rock and Roll Express does. We sold that son of a bitch out. Um, yeah. So I thought that was great. 
Um, and then at the end, when Ricky turned to Robert and you know, and and basically, you know, told him that he loved him like a brother, and and started getting teary eyed over it, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I mean, <clears throat> there really aren't any other tag teams uh, that have been together, like still kind of around, but like tag teams aren't that way anymore. I look at any new tag team nowadays, and there's very few that like yeah. travel the circuit together. I mean, like the Dudley Boys is probably one of the last holdouts. I guess maybe the Hardys. And then, yeah, but I mean, even even the Dudleys have split up though. Like they're not oh, yeah. even together now. They yeah, they've split up in the WWE at one point. They split up in TNA at one point, and then now Bubba Ray's in Ring of Honor, and Devon's Ring basically Honor. retired. Yeah, and, and Bubba Ray actually is a Ring of Honor six man tag team champion, making him oh, like, yeah. one of the only guys to hold titles like in ECW, TNA, Ring of Honor, WWE, Frontier Martial, oh, FMW, New Japan. I mean, and technically they were the WCW, but I call them the WWE WCW tag team champions, you know. Right. Um, but anyways, there's very few guys teams like that nowadays. The only ones, the only new team that comes to mind would have to say Anderson and Gallows, where they were in New Japan as tag champs and in New Japan for a couple of years together teaming, and now they're in the WWE teaming. Right. You know, otherwise it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it's true. It seems like, I mean, as much as they keep saying they want to push the tag divisions, you know, or, or whatever, yeah. it, it really honestly seems like they're just, they're keeping people together just long enough for them to split them up. Yep. You know, I mean, for a while it looked like they were trying to split up Enzo and Cass already. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to, uh, I don't know, at my house for us, maybe this year, my buddy Rude came over. My buddy John came over, and then, you know, Paul, we all know Paul, came over. And then my son, I let him stay up and watch the whole show. Okay. Uh, and uh, we were talking at one point, and I don't remember who brought it up, but basically we all came to the same general consensus that we feel that uh, Kat, Enzo won't be wrestling for much longer, and he'll just be Cass's mouthpiece. I could see that. Yeah. See, I mean, I think that he'll be, I think he'll wrestle longer, probably longer than you th- than you think. Yeah, you know, and I think he'd probably, even if he's kind of like his hype man slash manager, I yep. still think that he would be, he would wrestle more frequently than not. Honestly, can you see Enzo as a singles? Yeah. Really? I mean, come on. Did you see? There's how many people have you thought over the years that you're like, man, this guy would be ridiculous, but then he's gone on to do singles stuff. Nah, I just don't see Enzo as a singles. Even if he was in the cruiserweight division, I just don't see him as a singles guy. I can. He's he's the kind of guy that he can take a huge beating. And, you know, the fans will never care that he loses every single match. <sighs> I don't know. That may be true, but I just don't, I just don't see him as a singles guy. I see <laughs> Cass being a singles guy. Well, because he's, you know, yeah. seven feet tall. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know if you do this. You couldn't teach that. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. I, I wasn't aware yeah. you couldn't teach height. Yeah, you used to be able to. Not anymore. No. It's a new thing. Yeah. Well, it's too bad. Um, <laughs> so, back to the Hall of Fame real quick. Um, I guess, yeah. Uh, oh, right. Sorry, I remember now what I was saying. Rick Rude's son. Holy crap. 
Yeah, it's a big guy. He's a big man. Yeah. And I can't tell. Is he a big guy? And his sister and mother are really tiny. Or no, I mean, because he, he, big he, tower, he towered over Dragon when he came yeah. out and he hugged Steamboat. He towered over Steamboat. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's a real big guy. Like I was, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty shocked how big of a guy he is. And then like. I'm glad that when he did the uh, his dad's, you know, uh, yeah. sweat yep. hog speech, he did it in his own voice. He didn't try to imitate his dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. I'm just big man, big man. I'm like, why isn't he rustling? So, have you seen um, Big Sean Stud? I I have not seen okay. him wrestle. I've seen like pictures and okay. like a couple clips here and there. All right, say so go put some pit, go go to your Google machine there, as Conrad calls it. Put in Big Sean Studd and take a look. I mean, he looks like his dad. Tremendously like his dad. And I've yeah. actually seen him, not in person in the ring, but I've seen a couple matches on YouTube. And he's he moves around way better than his dad ever did. So, I don't know, just was thinking of that. Uh, the only other thing for me out of the uh, Hall of Fame was um, Beth Phoenix acceptance speech was really good. Yeah. I thought that was yeah, done really she... well. Originally, I was assuming that that was going to be my snack and bathroom break, yeah. but I actually found myself enjoying her speech a lot. Yep, I thought her speech was done really, really good, and I like that they brought uh, uh, not Kimmel, Chimmel out. Yeah, to announce Edge. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that wraps up Hall of Fame for me. Um, I just one little other Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. For me, and, and this took place at WrestleMania when when they announced oh, yeah. the Hall of Famers. Yep. I really wish that that was Howard Finkel. Oh, me or, too. Or at the very least, like Mean Gene Okerlund yep. or you yeah. know one of the the Hall of Fame ring announcers. Yep. Hauling I agree. The, I agree you know, with even you even for the newer people that may not have been around when they did stuff. Yep. You know, as as we get on in the years. Yep. But I think it would be a nice touch. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I would love to see those guys come out for that. Either, like you said, either Mean Gene or or Howard Finkel. Yeah. Because it's not you know you know it's not like Howard's not there. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing for WrestleMania with access and everything yeah. for the week. You you got to assume even if they're not at WWE stuff. They're yeah. still like whatever uh, WrestleFest and and all the other stuff where they're there somewhere. Right, yeah, yeah, where where everybody else is down there, you know, doing something. So, um, Kurt Angle, real quick to talk about him. The smile that is seems to be permanently plastered on his face at the Hall of Fame, at WrestleMania, and at Raw. I mean, can you think? I mean, that this man is happy to be back in the WWE, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, he, it's genuine. Even, <laughs> he alluded to it in his speech. Yeah, that you know he had been through some rough patches. Yep. And I mean, obviously through that, I guess he just never. I mean, going to TNA for as long as he did, I guess he just never assumed he would be back. Yep. But it was probably always in his mind. Oh, without and, a doubt. You know, he's he's clean and sober. You know, supposedly. Yep. And I mean, yeah, like you said, you could just see how freaking happy he is. Yeah, he's genuinely happy to be back. Yeah. 
All right, let's go to NXT Takeover on on uh, Saturday night. Yes, sir. So, opening match was Sanity against uh, Ty Dillinger, Ruby Riot, Roderick Strong, and replacing the injured. Yeah, is no, no way, way Jose, Jose actually injured? Oh no, they just wanted to put Cassius Ono on the card. Oh, okay. Was Cassius Ono, and uh, they went twelve and a half minutes, and I really, really enjoyed this match. I did too. I I find myself enjoying Sanity more than I yep. thought I would. Uh, yeah, I'm a. I like Nikki Cross a lot. Yes. Yeah. I like her a lot. I, I look forward to her because uh, you know, we'll talk about it later. But you know, with Asuka, but I, I I feel like Nikki Cross needs to be in a one-on-one match with her. I think that's a feud right there. Yeah, I mean, because the what they did at the um, I guess in the Fatal Four Way before yep. the Rumble. Yeah. I mean, the two of them didn't really cross paths because. <sighs> Oh, oh, they mixed their names. They, the, the two Australian ladies yes, pummeled yeah. the crap out of her on the yes, table. Yes, yes. Uh, Peyton Royce and Billy yeah, Gay. Yeah, Peyton Royce. That's right. But um, the me they 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 touched a little bit, and I was just in just a little bit of interaction they had. I was like, ooh, I gotta see a singles match between these two. So yeah. hopefully that'll come down the line. But um, you know, I thought that, I thought this was a great match. Um, yeah. it was a really good opening match. I think everyone got to show uh, what they could do. As far yep. as like some of the sanity guys, like Alexander Wolf and, and uh, Big Demo there, what's he going by? Killian Dane now. Uh, the, some of the stuff that they could do that we haven't really seen. Um, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I thought yeah. it was a great way to like normally we complain about eight man tags being clusters because oh let's just put up pile all the people on the show, but where sanity is a group, it makes sense for them to be an eight man tag. Right. And then, you know, the guys they were against, I mean, yeah, it was it was good. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was um, not the match of the night, but it was, if you look at the matches of the weekend, you know, there's 18 matches to pick from. That, that's high up there for me. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black against Andrade Almas. And, um, I mean, it, it was what I expected of the match. It's two guys, you know, two athletic guys put on a decent match I, I wasn't expecting it to be anything special I mean I think the two of them they were a little out of sync I thought they were a little out of sync I also thought when I touched on this maybe in chat maybe I didn't with you but I I, I think almost sandbagged him a little bit like Jericho does to people sometimes like he like he did defend Angle at Wrestlemania a couple of years yeah, ago yeah oh you did yeah you did say that to me okay yeah so I, I really do feel like he just like Oh, you're gonna come in, and I have to lose to you. Um, bullshit type of thing. I don't know. I just, I felt like they didn't click, and I also felt like uh, almost just kind of, because like realistically, when they're coming in, you know, Black needs to shine. He's making yeah. his debut. He's coming in with it, you know, making his debut on NXT official debut. You know, yeah, he wrestles Tommy End at the UK show in January, but it's April now, and and this is his first official TV match under this name, and. You know, yeah, was, I couldn't tell if he looked nervous. You know, like some of his stuff wasn't as crisp as I'm used to. Exactly, it wasn't. No, you're right, it wasn't. But still, I, I just felt like almost kind of sandbagged him, and mm. I don't know. But um, I'm trying to think. At, towards the start of the match, there was like a bunch of, oh geez, I'm forgetting now. And I meant to go back and watch this before we yeah. recorded, but I, I didn't have a chance. Um, th- there were like a whole bunch of like near miss. Yes. There was like one sequence where they were just like 
I thought that whole bit yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, I agree with that. But then from that point on was when it started losing steam. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I still, you know, I thought it was a decent enough match. It just wasn't like what I'm used to seeing from Tommy End. Right. So. Um, oh, uh, I yeah. thought of one thing about the uh, the eight-man yeah. tag I wanted to say. My only issue that I had with the match, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But I thought that, and, and this was the entirety of this takeover. Yeah. I thought that the camera direction was Dude, terrible. Oh my god, we kept making. I, I, um, I was. I thought the same thing on Friday too. On, on WrestleMania as well. I thought that like the cameras just seemed to to miss ninety percent of the action. I don't know if they got a new guy in the truck or what was going on, but WWE is known for their production value. And their yeah. high production, glossy look, and everything like that. Man, they were missing shit left and right. Or someone hit a big move, and before yeah, you can for, see, the, before you can see the guy sell it, they're putting a crowd shot up. Yeah, for I the most part, it. I thought it was it was much better at WrestleMania than it was for NXT. But this match, there were a bunch of sequences where there were three or four people out of the ring, and someone's yeah. like jumping onto like something from the ropes. But the camera is on like a guy sitting in the corner, like catching their breath, and you yeah. see from like someone off in the corner, off on the side of the screen, jumping off screen, and you hear the crowd go nuts, and you're like, oh, okay, and then the camera would cut to like three people laying on the ground outside. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of piss poor. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree yeah, with it that. Was, it was very odd for the WWE shows, um, you know, considering that they used to have. I mean, I kind of miss the highlight packages that they would do right at the end of the pay-per-views. I used to really enjoy those myself. That, I mean, somehow, four minutes after the main event is done, they had the match cut up and put into the highlight package. Impressive, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it always blew my mind how they did that. Um, I keep hearing my, my own voice a little bit. The Authors of Pain defended against DIY and The Revival, and I will say... This match was awesome for the first 20 minutes until DIY got eliminated. Okay. And then it became less than good for me. I think I feel like when the Revival and the DIY were in there and they were working together and they were doing stuff with and against the Office of Pain, uh, they were great. They were teasing, working together, while at the same time teasing, you know, turning on each other, Revival, going heel on them. That, um, that moment where it. Gargano comes in and um, uh, who was it? Dawson had the, the submission move. Yes, and Gargano goes to attack him. And Gargano and goes in like himself. he's going to hit him and stops. Yep. And you see Dawson's like, no, 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 no. And Gargano's <laughs> like, all right. And he gets the submission move on him also. He puts the Gargano escape on. Yeah, exactly. So great. Yeah, that you know, was and, awesome. And I loved when the two teams kind of like partnered off with each other to do each, each other's, other's finishers. finishers. Yes. Yes. Great. When great. Yes, when Champa and, and I was a Champa and Wilder did the Shatter Machine. Yep. And then yeah, Gargano and Dawson did their finish. I can't think of the name of it now, but you know the running kick and knee in the face and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I really enjoyed it. But then Love after it. DIY got eliminated, which I don't know if you remember saw this or not, but Occam pinned both teams. Like you know what I mean. Occam from Authors of Pain got the pin on Champa, right. and then he got the pin on Dawson to win the match. 
to be honest, I, I still don't know which one is which in the Authors of Pain. Okay, fair enough. So, so <laughs> you know. Fair but, enough. But wait, no, this I was just... The, that crazy superplex to the outside. Yes, that was awesome. Oh, my goodness. There, like, there was there so was much. That, like I said, the first 20 minutes of the match, when all three teams were in it, it yeah. was the match of the weekend. It was so yeah. good for me, like so awesome, like as far as match quality wise. But then after DIY got eliminated, the revival tried and tried, but they just like it just wasn't syncing up, and there was some timing shit going on. And then you saw like where they're waiting on one of the authors to react or to get in the ring at one point. Yeah, and it just didn't flow, and it was only four more four more minutes basically, but it just didn't flow well before finally. AOP beat the revival to retain the belt. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to be challenging them next. I'm sure we'll have to. We'll see that what's unfolds at NXT. I mean, they got another. Uh, they got eight weeks to the next takeover in Chicago. So right. There's actually time to build something. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still too soon for. Uh, uh, what's his face to come back from injury? The guy oh, from, from TM61. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of which I, one's injured either. I don't think either, he's going to be back. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I can't think of which one's injured either. But I mean, I guess it could be DIY again, challenging. Yeah. In some sort of other match, but um, and then we got Oscar against Ember Moon. I. I have seen Ember Moon on the independent scene as Athena have some really great matches, but this is actually the first time in NXT I've seen her have a really good match. See, this was the only match I actually kept notes. Yep. During during this, so I remembered what I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. I have I have zero notes for this match. Really? Really? Yeah, I I didn't. Nothing in the match stood out to me as being great or bad. But, I mean, I, for some reason, I don't know. I, I did not get into this one as much as I did in previous women's title matches. Well, I love the finish. I absolutely love the finish. I really enjoyed how uh, how Oscar pushed the referee into the ropes. Yeah. I love how she basically cheated to win. And she kind of, a little bit of a heel turn, but the fans were still cheering her. But uh, she'll be a one-year champ now. Yep. Uh, and then the main event match: Shinsuke Nakamura against Bobby Roode. Why did they scale down the entrances? You notice that too, like every like the entrances for the whole show, but WrestleMania too. The only couple yeah. like specialty entrances, if you will, was uh, Triple, Triple H, H came in on his tricycle. Uh, Undertaker got lifted up halfway through the ramp, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sasha Banks came down the back on that road of the roadster. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, there I mean, was, there well, was Ray, no big fancy. Oh, and Seth Rollins Randy came Orton out with a snake. Seth Rollins Seth came out with a torch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but there was no, there was no big like, you know, there's Pomp no circumstance. There's, there's no Rusev coming out in a fucking tank. Yeah, you know, there's no fifty yeah, John Cena's line in the entrance ramp. There's no, there's no, there's no Motorhead. Right. Playing yeah. for five minutes as Triple H stands there with his skull mask and everything on. Right. I mean, there was like there was none of that. There was none of that. And yeah. even the NXT entrances were all scaled down. The biggest fantasy yeah, I mean, entrance even, we got was uh, Aleister Black just 
lifting, you know, being lifted up type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I did too. But, and I then mean, Bobby Roode had some guy playing the piano. The last takeover also. Yeah. You know, like I remember, you know, right before the, the Shinsuke Bobby Roode match, I said to my wife, I'm like, oh man, you got to see at least, at least come here and watch their entrances. Because the last time Bobby Roode was on the, you know, that 20 foot pillar. Yeah, with the lights shining on him, and Nakamura had like the three guys with the violin, maybe you know, walking him down and everything. Maybe they just no. felt that nothing. It's WrestleMania weekend. That's the pomp. That's all the pomp and circumstance we need. Yeah, but you know. I mean, come on. If Finn Balor was on that card, you don't think he would have like a fifteen-minute demon slithering to the ring entrance? Oh God, yeah, he would need to. Could you could you imagine if I was actually thinking this to myself? Could you imagine if Balor was the demon at WrestleMania with the eighty yard ramp? Dude, that was excessive. I know we're gonna talk about it when we talk about Mania, but <laughs> yeah. that was excessive. Like that, like when you hear parts of people's music, like oh, I didn't realize this. Uh, yeah, the guitar solos at the yeah. end of um. Right, like Goldberg. Goldberg's music was one for me. I was like, wow, he uh. His song gets really crappy near the end of it, like when it changes <laughs> to a higher key. Yeah, you know, or like, or like how Nia, like Nia Jax's song, like that never ended. It's just, I don't know. There's some guys where you've heard their song go on for ten minutes before, you like Austin or The Rock or something Undertaker. like that, Taker, whatever. But then there's others you haven't, and it was just like, huh, that's still playing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that ramp was that was just that entranceway was just too long, too long. Because when I went to the Citrus Bowl for WrestleMania 24 back in 2008, which it's granted they tore down that build, that tore down that stadium and built the new stadium, but like the entrance was kind of in the end zone then. So I mean, like they only had to walk like 50 yards to get to the ring, which apparently makes all the difference in the world when you have to walk, you know, 100 less feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they said 80 yards, I was thinking it was going to be. You know, like some of the early WrestleManias where they'd have a cart, maybe a cart or or something to bring people out. Yeah. But man, oh man. Anyway, uh, yeah, Oscar's match. Um, no, we were past that. Were we past that? Yeah, I, I, I said Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura, and you said oh, fancy right, right, entrances, right. but um, that was a great match. Yeah, I like them. That was it's a great good. match. I, I enjoyed them together, and I, you know, they they told the story. He worked yep. on the knee. Nakamura worked on the arm. Um, it was great. I loved the finish, though. I loved the fact that he hit that, like that uh, tornado implant DDT. I'd never seen it done like that before. Right. Yeah, that looked cool. That looked cool. And um, you know, I, I was okay with Nakamura not not winning. Um, obviously, you know, he's made his debut on SmackDown as we're as we're talking about this. So correct. I'm excited to see what he does on SmackDown, uh, especially for the idea of an AJ Styles Nakamura match. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what will happen. Curious what's going to happen if they do that roster shakeup. Oh, yeah. Because I want to see AJ Nakamura pretty much more than I want to see anything else. Yep, same here. So I, I hope that they end up on the same roster at least for now. Yep. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I do want to see, you know, Nakamura. I wouldn't mind seeing Nakamura against Miz. 
but I do want to see you know like Nakamura against Kevin Owens. So I mean, I, oh, yeah. there's a lot of guys on the on the Raw roster I would like to see him against. But I, I'd like to see him against Sami Zayn again. I'd love to see him against Sami Zayn again. But the idea of seeing him against AJ Styles outweighs all of that. So that's why I'm glad he's on SmackDown. Yes. Let's just hope Styles stays on SmackDown. Correct. <sighs> but yeah, I thought I thought Bobby Roode should see Nakamura too. Really, really good match. Really well done. Uh, Bobby Roode just awesome in the ring. First of all, I just I love the fact that he wears a robe. Um, but yeah, he's just great in the ring. And Nakamura is Nakamura, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree completely. With the main event like that, you know, it's not going to be bad. So. Yeah. What did you think of the new NXT title belts? I liked them. I mean, I look. I I didn't have a problem with the old belts. Either did I. It's not you know it's not like the Divas belt. Mm-hmm. With the big butterfly, you know, I thought that the belts were fine. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of into a new generation of NXT. Yep. Which, you know, as as I'm watching, you know, Raw last night and the main event, and you're like, these are all NXT champions standing in the ring. God, that's true. Yeah. That you know, it's pretty great thinking about that, and and looking at. You know, I mean, we're not there yet, but looking at on Raw, they had the the six woman tag match, and all six of them were NXT folks. Yep. And you're like, man, it's so great that, you know, like, you're seeing the development of these people. You're actually seeing like Triple H's, yeah, vision coming yeah. to life beyond, yep. yeah. So moving over to uh, Sunday night, I mean, are you good with NXT? Are you? Yeah, I'm good with NXT. So moving over to Sunday night, we got we got 13 big matches to talk about. I have uh, I got no notes. Perfect. No, uh, I'm joking. Oh, I don't have any notes. I just have memories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got 13 big matches to talk about. Uh, initially, the SmackDown Women's match, uh, which was the semi, which was the semi main event apparently, uh, was on the pre-show, and it got pushed to the main card, and then unbeknownst to me, until I was watching it. They move the Intercontinental title match to the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that that was happening. But I have one one complaint about WrestleMania. Okay, what is it? It was too freaking long. Yeah, I love me some if, wrestling. Don't get me if wrong. If you're going to start the pre-show at 5 o'clock... Yeah. And you're going to have... Like, some of the other matches... I mean... Have the pre-show go from five to six. You don't need to have all of the panel discussion and everything else. Have or even put the pre-show started at four. From four to five, it's going to be all the talk and hype and recaps and whatever. Between five and six, they'll have the two or three matches. Start WrestleMania at six o'clock. In this way, I'm not sitting up at twelve thirty. Yeah, still watching WrestleMania. <laughs> when I'm up at, you know, 5 o'clock the next morning. Yeah, no, I would agree with you because I just, it's it was seven hours. It was just over seven hours, actually, which is, yeah that is a long time. A long yeah. time, you know? And I get, I'm not complaining because I love wrestling. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a long show. Um, you know, it's like, as, as my wife was saying to me, why don't you just go to bed? And I'm like, no, you don't get it. The Undertaker standing in the middle of the ring. I'm not turning this off until whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
real quick, we don't have to go into great detail with every single match, but uh, Neville and Austin Aries, solid match, solid opener for the uh, for the for the event, I guess, for WrestleMania pre-show. Absolutely, I thought that it was um, the the finish of the match. Yep. When Aries had him in the hold. Oh, and he just went for the eye. And Neville. Oh my God. Yeah. Vicious. Brutal. Vicious. You know, you don't you don't see that kind of. No, that you was know, an eye. Get. Vicious that was, heel move. Yeah, that was. It was trying years. to take his eye out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I liked. Early, I mean, this match had a bunch of stuff. Like Austin Aries did the ear clap on him. Yep. I haven't seen that in forever. I know. I can't even remember the last time I've seen that myself. Yeah. You know, I. Um, there, there were like lots of moves, you know, lots of like little sequences. I think when Aries had Neville outside, and he was still in the ring, and he goes back off the ropes, and he goes to do his, you know, his dive under the middle rope. Yep. And Neville just pops up with the kick into his face. I mean, like the the counter stuff that the two of them were doing, and and everything. It was like spectacular. The two of them were great together that i i love this match and i'm trying to remember yeah, now it was what a very exactly solid spot was. really good match i have a note that says how is aries not dead and i can't remember what that was after <laughs> uh was it something they did to the floor i'm sure it was because i remember you were saying there was one point during the match where aries basically landed on his head yeah oh yeah yeah I don't know. It was a great match, though. Really good opener. Really kicked things off. But the problem is, okay, after that, then, um, you know, there's a, a bit of a delay. And then they have the 33-man Andre the Giant Memorial Battle no. Royal. No, the problem with the Neville-Aries match is that they went to a freaking commercial. Oh, I know. During the match. I mean, look, it's the pre-show. I get it. You know, whatever. But Jesus Christ, that match, it was a f- such a hot match. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, here's a here's a commercial break. So in the Battle Royal, you basically get Braun Strowman, and in the Big Show, they get entrance. Everyone else just kind of is in the ring. Yep. Um, and, oh, my God. It comes down to Mojo Rowley and <laughs> Jinder Mahal. Yeah. I believe my comment to you was the two people that I care about the absolute least in this match. As uh, of everyone that was in the match, it comes down to those two guys. And yeah, I mean Gronkowski is- gets in the ring <laughs> after security messed up. Oh my god, I loved it when that yeah that security girl that ran over and she's like she ran no, grabs yeah. goes, no 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 and, and then, then you see everyone run over and like no no it's okay he's supposed to go in there he's you know we're it's allowed yeah that yeah. was good. I was like, hey, she's doing her job. She's doing her yeah, job. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad for that. But like, yeah, maybe that, that, that woman, security sitting that, in front of the person that, who's supposed to be in. older, petite woman went running to try and stop that large <laughs> man from, you know, doing something. You know. Yeah. So to her credit, she went at him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Mojo Raleigh, I mean, that just seems wrong. That's just what? that's that's worse than Baron Corbin winning. No, the the only reason why he won. And it's a terrible reason, is because they wanted to get Gronkowski involved somehow to get some mainstream press. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, that is the reason. And, why. and I mean, they're, it's they're not going to push Mojo. 
you know, like Baron Corbin now is involved in a feud over the IC belt. He's had world title matches. Mojo's never getting that. <laughs> yeah, no, right? No. Like, I, I mean... I can't imagine him ever getting it. He's no. the kind of guy that they would give, like, the European belt to for <laughs> for a week. You know, just as a, hey, no, you've been here right. for a while. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You know? My, it's because <laughs> he's one note I have Gronkowski. Is right at the start of the match. The match starts, and immediately Primo gets thrown over the top rope. Maybe Epic, I don't even know which one. But the note I have is, I'm glad that he walked the half a mile to the ring to literally be thrown out as the bell started. Bell rang. Sounds like you are on mute. You're right, I am on mute. Um, yeah, I just Mojo Raleigh winning because he's friends with with Gronkowski. That that's the only reason why, in my opinion. Yeah, they um. Oh, I just forgot his name. Tian Bing. The yep. the first ever Chinese competitor in the WWE. Yep. yep. Did you like how they kept hyping him? They would talk about him. They would talk about him. But he was never on camera in that match. Oh, no. I saw him on camera right before he got thrown out. That's it. And don't forget, um, Killian Dane was in there. And he had a great showing. He was down there in, in there near the end of the match. I, you know what? Once everybody else... You know, like the 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 favorites yeah. got eliminated early on when you had thirty people throwing Strowman and Big Show out. Yep. I and he was there at the end. I was like, wow, they're actually they're going to go with two NXT guys two years in a row. But you know, obviously not because why not have Mojo and Jinder as the <laughs> God? I can't even so, say it that. Moving on. I see title match Dean Ambrose against Baron Corbin. Um, I was surprised Ambrose won. Yeah. And I actually thought uh, Corbin looked really good in this match. Corbin has looked really good for a while. Yep. Um, this match, though, I thought this was possibly the worst match of the night. Really? Out of out of everything, it, I was. Oh well, I put that on the Battle Royal. You know what? I don't even count that as a match. Oh, you don't count that <laughs> a match as a match. I guess I can. I guess I can agree with you then. You know, like I, there was no point. Like I mean, like you said, I was shocked that Corbin did not win. But besides that shock at the end, yeah, nothing, nothing excited me about this one. It was a match we've seen, yeah. A dozen oh, times It's already. a match that was on SmackDown tonight in a non-title encounter that Baron Corbin won. So, I mean... Yeah. Why would you make this a non-title match? Yeah. I figured day after Mania or two days after Mania, that's when, you know, you'll have a title switch or something. Yeah. But, no. Oh, he didn't He didn't get it at Mania. But, you know, he's going to get it now. now he's got to win. Nope. Match tonight. He's got to win so at- they can have a rematch. Yeah, but stupid. They've had 40 matches they'll have, already. They'll have a rematch at the next pay-per-view. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what it is. So then Moving we get on to the, to the, the main the show. The main card. Opening match. I was very surprised at the opening match selection of AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. They front-loaded this show. Yeah, they did. All of the matches that I was most looking forward to yep. were one, two, and three. Yep. And I, like you said, I was very, very surprised. Yeah, I was, I was super surprised. Um, I remember watching at one point, and you're watching 
AJ and Shane exchange blows, and I'm sitting here, and I, AJ hits him, and I go, oh, working punch. And then Shane hits AJ, and I'm like, oh, potato. And then <laughs> yeah. AJ hits Shane, oh, working punch. And then, oh, real punches. Oh, working punch. Oh, real punches. And then AJ hits Shane, and I go, oh, real punches. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, AJ's, like, had enough, so now he starts stiffing. Because <laughs> you yeah, can tell. AJ has, uh, he's got a shiner on his left eye. Yes, he does. But, yeah, you can tell when AJ's like, all right, that's <laughs> enough, and he starts potatoing McMahon back. It's just like, yeah. that's awesome. I loved it. Working punch, real punch, working punch, real punch. Oh, real punch. But, um... Uh, it was a great match. I really enjoyed the match. Um, I think the ref yeah, needed when, to be hit a bit harder for him to be on the ground that long, but still. When when did they start billing Shane from New York City? I don't know. I didn't even notice. They, I th- they I said from New York ago. City. I think a long time ago. Did they? Ago. He hasn't yeah. been from Connecticut in a while? I don't, no, I don't think he has. I mean, that's how much I pay attention. But I don't think he has, but... That confused me. I'd have to go back to listen to WrestleMania uh, last year to see if they said New York City, because... I think it, they would because the fact that that's where he lives and that, that distances himself from his family, which is what he's done, you know, on on the show. Mm. So, um, the yeah. um, I'm great, great, you know, I mean, yeah, great opening I, WrestleMania match. Yep my my only problem with the match, yeah, is I did not like Shane kicking out of the Styles Clash. I'm okay with know, it only because I know it wasn't he didn't hit it correctly. He wasn't a full-on Styles Clash. It was he only had one arm but, booked and yada yada yada. But it's still, it's a move. Yeah. That not too many people have kicked out of. Well, it's, to have an almost 50-year-old, once-a-year wrestler kicking out of it on your main show. See, now normally I would agree with the, your 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 statement. If it wasn't Shane, when it comes to once year fifty year old wrestler, because Shane's always proven he can go. Like I, I understand match, that, you know. But I, I get what you're saying. But Protect up until his, this point, yeah. who's kicked out of that move? Not many people at all. You're right, John Cena. That's it. You're right. But Jericho did. Jericho did, I am. and he ended right. up beating him with the uh, uh, calf cruncher. Calf, right. Yeah. But but, but he's not he's he's really not using that move as a finisher in WWE anymore. He's using the phenomenal the, forearm, the yeah. you know, and and the calf crusher for a submission hold. So, but uh, no, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Really really enjoyed yep. it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, then the next match on the card, Kevin Owens against Chris Jericho. Holy crap! Talk yeah. about a great match too. Absolutely. I mean, I mean back you to knew, back like that. You knew that. KO and Jericho were going to have a great one. And I loved how they opened up just punching each other. Just like ding, ding, ding. Bam, 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 bam. I thought it was great. See, and, my favorite part yeah. was how they put the announce table back together so quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as in, yeah, the, I noticed that in as well. the opener, when it got broken, I was messaging, I think, with Ronnie. And I was like, yeah. damn, they trashed the announce table in match one. Like, yeah. that sucks that these guys are going to be out there for five hours without a table and their monitors. Yeah. And then as soon, like, right after the start of this match, they were outside. And I was like, oh, they put it back together. He goes, yeah, because you know somebody else is going through it later. I was like, well, obviously, but still, you know, why wouldn't you trash, like, the Spanish table or the German table or something <laughs> else first? But, no, um, 
Yeah, you know what we had a lack of in this match? Run-ins and outside interference. And not in this match, in this entire show. And the whole, it was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Someone else was complaining to me that they had too many clean finishes. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. The, the only match that I, w- I was legitimately surprised that there was nothing was the street fight. Or the, the, the unsanctioned. Yes, I thought for sure Samoa Joe would make an appearance and Finn Balor yeah, would return. Yeah, how he wasn't on media. Yeah. No, I was pretty shocked. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great match. I thought we'd see the package pile driver. But, yeah, uh, that was – yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I'm still happy with what we got. And we got a yeah, new I loved United States champion. When KO did the cannonball and then Jericho went outside the ropes. Oh, and he did it again. KO went on the apron yeah. and he did it on the – oh, that was so good. Yeah, it was great. I loved it when he was like uh, – like at one point, uh, he's talking trash to Jericho, and he mentions something about, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, like um, something about, you know, looking for help from all your friends, and then a couple minutes later, screams at him, "You don't have any friends." Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I loved yep. it. I thought it was a great match, and I was just like, "Whoa, well, it's starting out great." AJ Styles winning, Owens winning. I mean, what are they going to do next? Bring out have the uh, the Raw Women's match, and then they did, and I was like, "Are you freaking serious?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, like, my note, my first note for the women's match is front-loading the show. Yeah. Fantastic. And, um, you know, the women's match, uh, someone was saying they were complaining that it wasn't as good as last year or they didn't like you it know, as much whatever. And For an elimination match, I thought it was short. Yeah, it was. I agree with you there. But I kind of liked what – yeah, I mean, you had these four women and they only went 12 minutes and you had to have three people get pinned, which – is kind of short. But like I, what you said, yeah, with the um, with the NXT tag team triple threat, yep, Matt. For me, this match was fantastic. Yep. Until Nia Jax got eliminated, and it's, then it wasn't the same. Really? See, for I, me, I still enjoyed it, but having the three of them team up against Nia Jax to eliminate her, yep was the brilliant thing to do yep and then i liked when charlotte was like uh was it she was gonna high five someone and then hug yeah she went to high five both of them yeah and then like how about a hug (laughs) no okay fine she gets out of the ring how about you guys fight then yep and then she loosened that turnbuckle cover and sasha banks went took a header into it and then she got eliminated which made which i thought made sense and then you know, he she drove Bailey's knee into it, and then you thought for sure she was going to eliminate Bailey uh, based on yeah. the injury. But what actually ended up happening was is it backfired on uh, Charlotte, and she took a header into that uh, exposed ring turnbuckle thing, and then she got herself pinned, her, you know, pinned herself. Um, yeah. So I mean, Char- Charlotte's psychology in this match was great. Like you said, absolutely. with the high five, and then when she left, I also love when Bailey was laying down. No, was it Bailey? No, might have been. Yeah, it was Bailey. And Charlotte just like walks on her to get to the corner to do the moonsault. Yes, yep. Uh, you know, that corkscrew like, moonsault she did to the floor. Oh my god! Holy crap! Right? Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, no, but I, I just I don't know. I think they took a twenty-minute match and they they put it into twelve minutes. Yeah, that that's exactly my feeling too. That it. It was great, and then when it was down to the three of them, and then just the two of them, it seemed like it was just like, all right, let's get these pins out, you know. I mean, quick. on a five-hour main card, 
you would expect that the match that you know that's got some talent in it that can carry a long match would go 12, 20 minutes and not 12. Right. But, you know, I mean, the, the same thing happened with the, the SmackDown belt title. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Our complaint is, oh, the match wasn't long enough. It's yeah. a huge long. We come, oh, the show was really long, but this match wasn't long enough because of the people in it could definitely go. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so, and then the next match on the card, the uh, Fatal 4-Way ladder match. Yep. For the Raw Tag Team Championship, and we get the surprise return of the Hardy Boys. Of the Headbangers. Oh, the Hardy Boys, yeah. Yeah, the Hardy Boys. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, in a ladder match. Now, first of all, to me, this match also went was too short for what it was. For four teams being involved in this match and yeah. for everything else, and they had 11 minutes. And it's just like, okay, this is a five-hour show. How is it this match is so short? And I know yeah. the entrances take like I know we saw an hour's worth of entrances on the show, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but oh, still. Speaking of entrances, yeah. Why was Bailey out first as the champion, and then Sasha gets to ride a car? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand that. But that's the thing is I've noticed like she came out first, but then when they do the introductions in the ring, she's announced last. So yeah. Um. So anyways, the Hardy Boys, to me, they had a very impressive weekend. I mean, on Saturday night, they're in what I've been told is an unbelievable, spectacular ladder match for Ring of Honor against the Young Bucks, and they lose the Ring of Honor tag team titles. And then on Sunday night, they roll into WrestleMania in another ladder match and win the Raw tag team titles. Yeah. And they worked their asses off in the match. They weren't resting on their laurels. I mean, you know, freaking Jeff dove off a 14-foot ladder. I mean, yeah. crazy crazy yeah i when um when cesaro was doing the swing and sheamus was doing the the clubs on the stomach or the chest yep they got up to 30 i thought they would at least go hit 33 for wrestlemania 33 (laughs) that i was like oh that's actually kind of fun like i i hate that stupid swing i know you do like it's just the dumbest crap ever yep but but when like they hit 10 and they didn't stop and they get to 20, I was like, oh, they're going to do 33. That's awesome. But then they stopped at 30 and you're like, oh, come on. Missed opportunity here. Yep. Agreed. <sighs> but otherwise, what you think of the match? I mean, it's, you know, it's what you expect it was. Yep. You know, it's a, a ladder match with a couple crazy spots. Yep. That I, I really like Big Cass getting Enzo on his shoulders, mm-hmm. trying to get him up the ladder because they had the short ladder. Yep. Um, I I thought some of the some of the saves that they were making, like a couple of them, there were a couple that looked like the guy on the ladder was just standing there waiting for someone to come in. Yep. Because I mean, honestly, if you're standing up there. How hard is it to grab the belt? Like you don't, no one's gonna fumble with the belt that long. Yeah, no, no, they're not. <laughs> but it's funny though when you do watch, like, like Matt, he couldn't get the belt down. He had to like rotate the belt around before he could finally. Yeah. Rip, you know, it's, yeah, it is funny when they are supposed to take it down. They are, then they do they, fumble with it. Yeah. Uh, so then next up was uh, Nikki and Cena against Miz and Maurice. Yep. I um I went to do the dishes. And then next up, Seth Rollins against Triple H. And you a non sanctioned match that went 25 minutes. Hours. Um, 
I, I have one thing to say about the Cena match. Um, it's obvious that, that John Cena and Nikki Bella had been practicing the five-knuckle shuffle because they actually did it synced up for the first time out yeah, of the I, three times that they've done it together. Yeah, they definitely put some time in on that. Um, that I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the match, I thought, was shorter than what it is. I mean, it says it's nine minutes long Nine minutes forty seconds. I thought it was a lot shorter than that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like Maurice was in the ring very long at all. Uh, honestly, like I said, I, I went and did the dishes, yeah. and I came back. I saw the five knuckle shuffle, and then Cena grabbed the mic, and I went and grabbed myself a drink. There you go. So, so the non-sanctioned match. Yeah. For a non-sanctioned match, I didn't feel like they used enough plunder. They had yeah. one table bump, and Stephanie took that. They had the sledgehammer in play, but not verily. And they did do some stuff on the floor, but for the most part, I mean, like, I just I expected run-ins. I expected more. Yeah. I just expected yeah, more. Yeah, like, in, I thought that the match would spill. I mean, once I saw the ramp, I knew it wasn't going to go backstage. Right. But I thought that they would be in the crowd, and that's when, you know, like, Samoa Joe would pop out of the crowd and attack yeah. or something. But no one but, did anything on the ramp. They didn't do anything. No one wrestled or did anything on the ramp. And, yeah. you know, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it, I mean, just, I, it was just, it could have just been a wrestling match. I mean, the non-sanctioned part didn't add anything to it. Well, I mean, it was because he wasn't medically cleared. But he's now had, you know, four right. matches in four days. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I was not a huge fan of... Seth Rollins constantly faking that his knee was hurt. Yeah. yeah. You know, like once in the match, you know, or twice, I get it. But when he does the, um, like the sunset flip off the ropes to do the power bomb. Yeah. And he landed and his knee buckled. And, yeah. you know, then they, yeah. the announcers went nuts. And then immediately after, he just grabbed him right back up and went to slam him. I was like, oh, that's kind of, you know, kind of smart. You know, oh, look, my knee isn't working. But now I can still do the move. Right. Right. But then, like, every other move was, ah, my knee. Oh, my knee. And, I mean, I I don't know if he's hurt, not hurt, or whatever. But, I mean, like, legitimately, you don't have to fake it that much. But I did enjoy the end with... um, the the pedigree reversals yes that was strung together really really well really well that i mean i don't even know how many there were five six seven of them it it was where it kept going back and forth yeah and then i was surprised that triple h took the pin after one pedigree yeah 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 i was surprised about that and then of course you know stephanie takes the only table bump of the of the match you know that's one thing I really enjoy about the McMahons. They have always been willing to do whatever high spots they need to. That it's never, you know, I mean, Shane has done some freaking crazy ass shit. Vince has taken some nasty bumps. Stephanie's taken some bumps. And it's like, you know, they're, they're not going to make the people that work for them do any of the stuff that, like, hey, I'm willing to do this too. Like, I'm not going to make you do anything I won't do. Yep, absolutely. And and I've always really appreciated that about them. It, 
Yeah, I mean, even if you go going, going back in time, when Shawn Michaels made his famous entrance ziplining and off the roof of the stadium at WrestleMania 12, uh, there's footage of Vince McMahon doing it first. Yeah. You know? Yeah, see, this is what we do. Um, I don't know. The uh, I didn't dislike the Triple H-Seth Rollins match. I just thought it was too long. And, again, like I said, for a non-sanctioned match, it just... It didn't make sense to have that stipulation. Yeah, for for the length of the match, you figured there was going to be more carnage. Yeah, yeah exactly, and there wasn't. Um, Randy Orton against Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. This one, I I was not so impressed. Um, the way they kept projecting maggots and crickets and worms and stuff like that on mm-hmm. the uh, on the ring canvas was so annoying yeah um bray wyatt song was the one that had the guitar solo we've never heard before uh, that's in my notes okay right. i was like huh i didn't know this song had a guitar solo <laughs> and i mean he's had some long entrances and i still have never seen that before yeah no i'll have to go back and listen to it again i didn't notice um, but, um I, I don't know i wasn't uh they had a match for Andy orton one that's pretty much surmises it for me yeah, and I'm really, really getting sick of Michael Cole. Anytime there's an RKO shouting out of nowhere, yeah, it's not out of nowhere. Nah, it's pretty deliberate, it's, actually. Yeah, every single time. I mean, come on, Michael Cole, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> it, you know, like if if Randy Orton's laying on the ground and a guy goes, you know, and Neville goes to do his red arrow. And yeah. partway through, he jumps up and grabs him and slams in the RKO. That's, that's an RKO out of nowhere. Yep. Not Agreed. when they're in the middle of the ring and he kicks him and does an RKO. Right. That's an RKO out of an R- R- out of somewhere, out of wherever. <laughs> <laughs> that's an RKO out of somewhere, damn it. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Um, finishing up the show, uh, three more matches to talk about real quick. Brock Lesnar against Goldberg for the Universal Championship. And, this was uh, as good as it possibly could have been. I actually really enjoyed this match. Because it was like you just said. This was as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Made sense, sort of. You know? Uh, yeah. The both guys uh, went out there and beat the crap out of each other. And Goldberg took ten suplexes and, you know, an F5. And, and Lesnar took several spears and a... You know, and a jackhammer and everything, but yeah, it was as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we I, get the how? God. How long was that match? It was under five minutes, right? Four minutes and forty-five seconds. It was the shortest match of the show. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was going to be because Goldberg was blown up walking down to the ring. Well, yeah, yeah, he was. But I mean, pretty much everybody was. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean the I. Uh, thought it was weird that when Goldberg came out, it was silent. Yeah, that was kind of weird, right? They didn't pipe in Goldberg noise, uh, Chance. No. They, it was very quiet. Um, the, um... I... I'm trying to think. When, when the match started, and yeah. Lesnar, like, right away hit those three suplexes... Yes. And Goldberg just popped right up and did a spear... 
like as soon as that happened, I was like, are you kidding me? Like this again? You know, how is Goldberg 90 years old sitting here, no selling, you know, the suplex city? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought the same. But I, you know, I'm glad Lesnar has the belt, even though, you know, he's never going to be around with it, but whatever. I can deal with that, you know, at least, at least he can have matches. Yeah, I saw a thing today saying that Goldberg's not going to be at payback. At payback, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's not going to be at the Raw only uh, pay-per-view, you know. Yep. With the top Raw title, so. It's okay. Yep. And then, uh, so, the the Smack the Woman six-pack challenge, they could not have telegraphed it any more than they did that Naomi was going to win, based on her getting her own long-ass introduction that wasn't cut off. Mm-hmm. And once she was to the ring, a light show slash stage show in the ring. Yeah. But no one else got anything or got their entrances cut off. So that was annoying. Yep. And then more annoying is that she won the match. Yes. So. And then. But uh, with that match. Yeah. I, I would love to see an Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte match just for what the two of them shout at people throughout the course of the matches. Yeah, that, I can I mean, get behind that. Charlotte's banter, you know, like the whole thing with the, the high fives and you fight and this and whatever. Alexa yelling, you know, you think this is your home, you know, you're going to win because it's your hometown or whatever. She's screaming at Naomi. Yep. Uh, it's fantastic. I, you know, like stuff like that. That, you know, Kevin Owens, you know, think your friends are going to help you. You got no friends, you know, all that. To me, more people need to do stuff like that because it helps. It helps get people into the match, I think, you know, but the rest of this match was it was kind of a cluster. (laughs) They they struggled to get in their own moves before it ended. And the um, the double sharpshooter. That was, was good in theory. Yeah. Well, I've seen her do it before. She did it to lay cool in the past. Yeah. And it worked well in her favor, Bob. It didn't Not work this. tonight. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the main event of the show, Roman Reigns defeated The Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match, which I did, you know, enjoyed when I found out about it. It was a no-count-out, no-DQ, no-holds-barred match as uh, they were walking to the ring. So, yeah. Um, um, I love Jr. coming out and calling the match. Me too, absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, I wish Michael Cole would have shut the fuck up and let Jr. call the match. Yep, absolutely. As as Jr. is literally doing play by play, and Michael Cole is talking over him, doing the exact same play by play, but worse. Yeah, I, it just was really showed how same. bad he was. Yeah drove me nuts but this match okay i have thoughts on this match i want to hear them um my first note was nothing about this match will be better than the undertaker's entrance um i actually did not hate the match i'm not happy with the ending i think the undertaker 
did the right thing. If this is, in fact, his last match, they always say you go out on your back. Mm -hmm. But I feel that him going out like that could have really, really helped someone who is not quite as high up on the card as Reigns is right now. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what people think about him. Um, It seems they could have easily, I mean, especially after raw last night this could be the heel turn that we've been waiting for yep that might breathe some life into the character mm-hmm. i thought him spearing and superman punching and spearing and superman punching the undertaker over and over again to have the undertaker kick out and sit up and everything was great but man i do not i mean look the undertaker is not the undertaker of old Obviously, nope. But I just did not want to see him go out like this. See, all right. I tried to go into this match by being annoyed that Roman Reigns was in the match. Okay, I tried to just watch the match with unbiased eyes, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and honestly, Roman Reigns carried the match, which was su- kind of surprising, but not really considering, yeah. And then uh, by the end of it, like as I'm sitting here watching the match, I'm just like, "This isn't the Undertaker. Like, this this is not the Undertaker." I mean, yeah. and then like I remember feeling, you know, even at the midway point of the match, I think I was like, "You know what? I don't care who wins. I don't." And then when Reigns won, I was just like, "Yep." But even the the expression on Reigns' face told the story of this win doesn't mean anything. You know, like who did who did he beat? Beat an old man that couldn't can't go anymore. I just, you know, I I, I just wasn't the Undertaker of old. It was a guy that's been in there longer than he should have been, and uh, his opponent showed that on his face. Yeah, and then when, yeah, I mean this this wasn't yeah. Shawn Michaels' flair. No, no. When Reigns won, you know, you, you can easily sit there and just think, so who actually won? Like, what did mm-hmm. he actually win? He bought the he, he beat the shell of The Undertaker, of what The Undertaker used to be? I mean, I don't see how this win elevates him like when Brock Lesnar beat Taker. Yeah. Because when he beat Taker, it was his first loss, which helps. But mostly, he got out of there. Like, he, you know, I mean, he... Lesnar went away with it with something whereas I don't see how other than just going oh it's my yard now I don't see how Reigns is going to be able to come away with anything from that match as a feather in his cap because everyone knows you know what that wasn't the Undertaker of old in fact that's why he got done after and I don't know I was sad actually to see him go out that way yeah like the um the last sequence where um, like Reigns was just kind of bouncing around the ropes and the Undertaker kept turning and turning. Oh, yeah. It's like he didn't know what his spot was. Yeah. You know, I mean, the look on the Undertaker's face. I mean, you could see that he's just he's ready. Yeah. And we didn't even get old school in this match. 
Yeah, I think probably with his hip. I don't think. Yeah. You know, but man, it's. I don't know. It wasn't it, it wasn't the Undertaker? No, I I get that, but at the same time, it's like I've been watching the Undertaker for twenty six years. You know, as the Undertaker. Yep. And it's just still, it's just kind of sad seeing the... I mean... You know, not even... It, I don't even know how to say it, but like like you said, he was like a shell of himself. He was, he was. And I understand and how synonymous his name has become at WrestleMania, but for me, I think his final match should be at Survivor Series. That's where he started, that's where he yeah. should end, you know? And let it be known that it's, it's his final match, so he can be celebrated. As opposed right. to what happened at the end of WrestleMania, when people were like, "Oh, is Taker all done? Does that mean he's well, yeah, that, he's done?" That confused me a little at first when the match ended and Reigns goes up the thing and Taker's still laying in the ring. Yeah. And then when it cuts back to Taker, he's standing in the ring back in his gear <sighs> with all his gear on again, just to take it and off. I'm like, yeah. interesting. But listen, here's a crazy theory. Yep. The Undertaker's not retired. No. The, the dead man is. is tired. He's coming back as the American badass. And that's who's going to finish his career. Is that a wishful thinking thing? No, no it's it's not going to happen. And I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying that that would be kind of funny. But, you know, like when he laid his gear, you know, the gloves and the jacket and the hat. And yep. he stepped out of the ring, and he went over to his wife. Yeah. And like gave her a quick hug that was before so... he walked up. Yep. I mean, almost two and a half decades, you have never seen him break character. Nope. I mean, he doesn't like the Hall of Fame. He doesn't sit with people like is if he's even at the Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, like you never see him not as the Undertaker. Nope. And that Absolutely. that moment, that moment right there, if you didn't have, you know, certainty that he was done, that right there was, uh, yep, Undertaker's gone. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I don't. Know, I guess I just wish it was a better match for him. You know, I mean, you know, like Flair's last match, Shawn Michaels' last match. You know, we know they were going to happen. Or we knew the, the possibility of it happening, but we knew they were going to happen. You had the build up, you had the fans showing their love and support and everything. And right, I just, I mean, I know all you're supposed to go out with your back, you know, on your back, looking up at the lights, but sometimes it's nice to go out with a win. Yeah, and have a big celebration, you know, or have your opponent get a quick pin on you and you, you know, shake hands after, and you know. But anyhow, um, all in all, pay-per-view and over its entirety, I, I didn't think it was a bad pay-per-view. I actually uh, really enjoyed it. I, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of the matches. I, there was so many aspects of it I really liked, There's, and there was a lot fewer aspects of it that I, I didn't like. Uh, yeah, the, but, the only thing that I, I did not like, and I can't even come up with a reason why it should have happened was Naomi getting the women's title back. Yeah. Everything other, else. Other than they're in Orlando, no. Everything else I, I'm i mostly okay with. Like, even Reigns beating The Undertaker. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And I thought there were three matches that I was completely bored by. The the Battle Royale, the uh, yep. Ambrose-Corbin match, yep. and the, the Wyatt-Orton match. Yep. The SmackDown women was eh. Yep. But, I mean, you knew once it got moved back to the main show, you knew it was the cooler. <laughs> so it was only going to oh, yeah. get... 40 seconds to have, you know, whatever. Um, but besides that, all the other matches were enjoyable in some way or another. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought, you know, about halfway through the show, I was talking with Ronnie, and I was like, man, like, I'm really enjoying this pay-per-view. I'm actually very surprised. Like, I thought that it was going to be just horrendous, but like you said, no run-ins, mm-hmm. no, no cheap finishes, Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was clean pins. A lot it of was, clean pins in the center of the ring. And I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And then going to um, Raw yep. last night. Yep. And SmackDown tonight. It's again. They Raw yesterday and SmackDown today were the two best episodes of those shows in five months. Um, yeah. Easy. Yep. I mean, I was, last night during Raw, I was like, I can't believe it. Like, why is Raw never, you know, I get it's right after WrestleMania. The audience is still, like, really hyped. But they go to other places. I think Raw this week is going to be in New York on Long Island. Well, there you go. So you know it's, you know it's going to be a hot crowd. Hell yeah, it is. But, you know, like, they've been in Chicago. They've been in Philadelphia. They, you know, they've been in places where the audiences are super pumped, and you know, the audience spends more time, you know, chanting about who knows what than they do about the matches. Well, I think the big solution to fix all WWE's problems is they need to have more wrestling on TV, and I don't mean more shows. I mean the shows they have, less talking, more wrestling. Yeah. Let the matches build the storylines in the ring like they used to. Or even if you don't have more more wrestling per se, have less like ridiculous finishes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, Stop with the run ins all the time. Stop with the Yeah, all the time. <sighs> yeah. There's always a run in, there's always I mean, you one hundred percent of the time, if there's a guest commentator that's a wrestler, they're getting involved in the match and then there's a disqualification. Yep. You know, like you got one time, just once. That's all I'm asking. Have someone out there that's in line for a title shot. Just do commentary. You know, like they don't have to get involved with everything. <laughs> one thing okay. that um, oh, we forgot to mention was Jr. Was uh, Jerry the King Lawler coming out and did commentary for a match as well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But no, WrestleMania as a whole, I thought was a good show. Um, I enjoyed enjoyed the hell out of uh, the opening uh, the opening few matches of the pay per view itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when we talking about like false finishes or screw job finishes, whatever, there's one that they don't use ever anymore, and I think they should really consider using it because I think that can help build the feud. It's, it's and it's a it's a it's a time limit draw. 
Mm-hmm. They just don't do those enough, and you could really build a feud by having the guys have a, a time, you know, a, a television title match, or I mean, a title match on TV. I mean, and have them go to a time limit draw. The feud keeps yeah. going. There was no winner, and and we never see those. Never see those. Well, because they don't even announce time limits. Uh, I know. I love that at the UK tournament and at the cruiserweight tournament how they are announcing time limits, and they made yeah. a matter. I thought that was fantastic. Yes, Absolutely I mean fantastic. Howard Finkel went all the time. Following yep. matches scheduled for one fall. With a twenty-minute time, time limit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think time limits. I, 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 you got. I think you got to announce them. I think you got to do it. Just like you're supposed to announce even the women's weights, not just where they're from, because they don't announce how much the women weigh on the show. You know what? I've never even noticed that. Oh, every single time they'll say, "From the Queen City, Charlotte," but they don't tell us that she weighs 135 pounds or whatever it is. If Charlotte weighed 130, she's six foot seven. There's no way she weighs. <laughs> Not about that, but she is a she's a tall girl. Yeah. <sighs> so, I guess that surmises my WrestleMania for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm good with it. Yeah, I was very satisfied with the show. Yeah, like I said, I was, I was very surprised. I enjoyed the show as much as I did, because the the build up had been all screwball finishes and silly stuff and whatever. Yep. And this show was just here's some wrestling. Yeah, it was a great show. Yep. It was a truly great show. Definitely made up for last year's mania. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd say so. You know, and, and going forward, I mean, I, uh, I'll be interested to see if they keep this formula. Because to me, this is a new formula for them with the finishes. And I'm curious mm-hmm. if they're going to keep it up going forward on, on the pay-per-views. Or if it was just a fluke thing this time around. <laughs> Where they were like, we well, can't do run-ins. It take guys 20 minutes to get to the ring. I mean, that's part of it, I'm sure. Yeah. But... Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I I hope that they get enough feedback from people talking about how great it was. Yep. Yep. Cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about this week? Um. I mean, we had a couple new people debuting on the main roster. Oh yeah. Which I thought yeah. was pretty good. Like uh, the revival over on uh, Raw. Yeah, the revival coming out and taking out the new day. Love it, love it. I love their, I love their style of tag team wrestling. I love how they do it. I'm very excited to see them on the Raw roster, and just to see what they can do up there with some new teams to face. Um, Too bad the SmackDown roster is such the shits when it comes to tag teams. Yeah, my my. Or at least how they're treated. My hope is that American Alpha gets shuffled over to Raw. Oh man, that would be awesome. Because if you could have them and the club and the revival and the Hardy Boys and maybe DIY popping up, I think, man, would that tag division be spectacular. And I mean, right now I, I know the Usos have the belts, but there's really no team on that roster that they that's even like a legitimate team. Nope. nope. Nothing I feel that's a, a threat to them. You know, and I mean, it's a shame because the villains are good. American Alpha. The Ascension could be good. I mean, no, I mean, besides American Alpha. I'm oh, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. no legitimate competition. Nope. You know, they have Slater and Rhino. They have Brizongo. 
and I mean it's all people. Tyler Breeze is is great, but they've totally <laughs> I mean, just butchered him up there. Yeah, they definitely did a number on him. I wonder. Um, I wonder if we'd ever see him go back down to NXT. Try Maybe. to reclaim some of that greatness. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Um, who else made their uh, post WrestleMania debuts on Raw? On Raw? Yeah. Besides the revival. Nobody. There's nothing. Nothing else spectacular happened. All right, SmackDown. Any anyone of uh, <laughs> anyone of note? No, come on. <laughs> oh, mean, so Finn, mean Finn Balor returning? Yeah, this new guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. Yeah, I think I saw him overseas once or twice. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he he once was the champion of the universe. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. But but then he he took a nasty <laughs> nasty bump on his shoulder. Yeah, teaming with the guy that injured him. Um, yeah, that kind of funny to me. Yeah, but I mean, I guess now Seth Rollins is a good guy, so they're not going to fight about it. Who knows? No, Rollins got a huge pop when he came out. Oh yeah, huge pop. Not Rollins, Balor. I mean, shit, Balor got a huge pop well, when he came out. Rollins did too. I know. But oh yeah, when Balor's music hit. But I think it's so dumb that we hear the commentators talking about ring rust when it's like, hi, we all know because it's been on WWE.com. And on your Facebook, that he's, that and on your YouTube, shows. and on your Twitter, that he's been wrestling at house shows. So it's not, yeah. But it's yeah. only like four house shows. You've even posted videos of, of said <laughs> house shows. So, yeah. Not too worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, SmackDown. Ty Dillinger yeah. made his debut. Yep. And not only that. Some uh, this new guy from Japan. This, yeah, some foreigner from Japan made his debut. He yeah, got a fancier a entrance tonight on SmackDown than he got on the pay per view. That is true. Very true. So, um, but yeah. Nakamura. Oh, I guess we could talk about Kurt Angle being back on Raw too. Well, that's true. He is the uh, new Raw general manager now. Yep. And I'm holding out hope next year at WrestleMania we have a general manager's match. Between Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) One Um, guy can't take a bump on his head. One guy can't take a bump on his neck. (laughs) But you know what? It would still be one of the best matches of the night. Well, I know Angle wants to wrestle again, so it'll be interesting to see if he can get himself medically cleared first. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know he said he wants to wrestle again, so but we'll see, we'll see what happens. <sighs> Let's see. You got anything else, Dad? No, that's it. I watched you know? Joey Janela's Spring Break. It was a show that happened down at the Orlando Event Center. Okay. On Thursday night at midnight, you know, to Friday morning, uh, they ran fourteen shows. Oh, 12 shows over the weekend at that venue through Russell Kahn and everything else down there with all the independent companies that were down there. So anyhow, I watched Joey Janela's spring break, and the main event was uh, Matt Riddle against Dan Severn. And 
I was shocked. Okay, last time I saw Dan Severn, he had a big, like, old man beers gut thing going on. Okay. And he, for 58 years old, incidentally, was in phenomenal shape, and he looked good, and he and Riddle went out there and had a hell of a match. I was shocked, shocked at hmm. uh, how good the match was, because I had very low expectations. But, I mean, like, they were rolling around on the ground. They were doing some amateur wrestling. I mean, Severn was keeping up with them. Yeah, near the end, he was definitely tuckered out and moving a little bit slower. But that right. they did a little chain chain wrestling sequence at the beginning where Severn got the best of Riddle. And I'm just like – and it wasn't even like uh, – you know, sometimes the guys will, will, will do that, you know, rolling around the ring uh, opening type – stuff in the match and like you'll have like the older guy who can't keep up or you'll have like someone that's not as good as the other person so it doesn't look snug and tight it looks kind of loose and you know what I right. mean this looked snug and tight and Severn was keeping up like crazy and got the better of him I mean it was really really cool to see and think about and watch and I was just really surprised how great Severn looked and then to top it off how good their match was before Severn got the win I mean, sorry, before Riddle got the win with a submission hold. A very impressive-looking submission hold, by the way. So, yeah. Um, if you find it on YouTube or if you ever get, get a chance to pick up the uh, the DVD of the show, the show itself was pretty awesome. But that main event of Riddle and uh, Dan Severn really surprised me how good it was. Yeah, I mean, he's he's never been someone that I've been that impressed with. Yeah, no, but, but I mean... Just think about the fact he's 58. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was taking suplexes and German suplexes and overhead suplexes himself, and he was throwing suplexes. And I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, I was pretty well blown away by what he was doing. So cool. But yeah, um, yeah, that's it for Mania weekend for me. I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good too. Cool. I mean, do you want to, at an hour and a half, do you want to call it a show, or do you have a topic you want to talk about for a little bit? Um, nah, you know, may as well call it a show. We had a big, big mania. Yep, big old mania going on. So next week, uh, we got, do you, do you have a topic of discussion you want to bring up now to get ready for next week, or you just want to see what happens? You know what? We could see what happens. Let's just see what um, happens. You know, I was thinking maybe we could get into, like, favorite Undertaker moments Want to have or a talk something. about Taker? Yeah, we could do a little Taker talk. Do a little Taker talk. You know, I'll do a little Taker talk right now real quick. Um, WrestleMania 24, Orlando Citrus Bowl. I was there live. Main event, Undertaker against Edge. And Undertaker had flames that shot 34 to feet, 30 to 40 feet in the air during his entrance. I mean, it was insane because it was outside. And I was sitting a good 60, 70 yards away, and I could feel the heat from the flames when they shot up. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyhow, phenomenal entrance, though. Breathtaking. Goosebumps, you know? Yeah. But sure. um, So stay tuned later this week. I got a show I recorded with uh, Larry Huntley. Uh, independent wrestler from Maine. He, that's either going to be dropped sometime this week or next. And then also sometime this week or next, but probably this week more so. I got a uh, another uh, interview uh, discussion I had with Richard Parker, the ring announcer, 
for Preston City Wrestling out of Manchester, uh, England, over there in the United Kingdom. Um, real fun. He's got some real great stories, and that should be up uh, later this week as well. Cool. Yeah. I look, yeah. Fo- look forward to hearing those. Yeah, he's got a great story where uh, ACH and Kenny King uh, accuse him of being a racist. <laughs> and yeah, it's funny. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I'm on the old Twitter at SuperstarML. Oh, I guess I'm on the Twitter. Yeah. At Aaron S. Bell. Ronnie is Ronbar316. Correct. The show is uh, crap. I don't think the show has a Twitter. One thousand, one million holds pod. <laughs> it is something like that. I think it's a thousand holds pod. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, one three zeros. H O L one D S P O D one comma. Can you do commas on Twitter? Zero. I don't know, but a thousand has a comma in it. Yeah, but not if you put one K. Well, that's not very big file. No. (laughs) We couldn't afford the extra digits. We couldn't afford the extra digits. (laughs) Well, there's a Twitter. There's a Facebook. I'm sure you've seen links. Go like our Facebook page. Go join that closed group that Ronnie started it as, as opposed to just a Facebook page you can like. And, uh... <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can see all the fun memes that Ronnie shares in there all the time. Correct. Yeah. It's a taker. 